Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. G'day and welcome to the Farms of Us podcast for 2022. This is series three and we can't wait to get stuck into it. So it's actually been one and a half years of running the podcast so far with series one in 2020 and series two in 2021. Now moving into 2022, we couldn't have actually imagined how far we got in the short period of time that we did. With agriculture where it is in Australia, we play such a small role in terms of how many people work within the industry in comparison of the couple of million that work within American agriculture. We just don't really have the ears that are listening in or that are wanting to get to know about Australian agriculture as it is. So that's why as a podcast, we focus internally about growing our agribusinesses and hopefully in the end that will look after the externals and we can actually try to make this industry creative and also to be able to attract the skills that we need in farming in 2022 so there's a lot more jobs out there than there is just sheep work cattle work cropping there's whatever you can think of in any other industry and I'm sure you'll be able to find that role within agriculture somewhere along the supply chain. So in 2021, we started with 800 monthly listeners and have grown that out to a top of 5,800 in just a month, which is a pretty stellar effort for a very new podcast that shows that there's a huge appetite for these types of episodes and that you're keen to hear from the leaders and the innovators in their own paddocks. I'm no expert myself, as you may have noticed. I'm on here to ask the dumb questions so you don't have to, but that's how I like to learn along with you with each and every episode. 
So the answers on each episode, I actually haven't heard before. I'm hearing them for the very first time with you. Also, from the very first episode with my mate Macca, James McKenzie, episode number one, you probably realise that it has become a little smoother for myself to speak in an empty office with just myself and the microphone. It's only taken 87 episodes to get to where I am and also trying to improve myself by getting out there, out of my comfort zone, which was starting a podcast, talking to all of you each week, each month. But for now, some stats we will begin the year with so we can look back in on 2023 to see how far we've come. In total, we've had 87 episodes, 53,300 downloads, 1,700 plus minutes of content that we've created throughout 2020 and 2021 which have all led into you taking key takeaways from each episode that you can implement into your own agribusiness and take action. It is listened to, the Farms Advice podcast is listened to by 54 countries and it continues to grow. Although it's not what our focus is, you can see that agriculture as a whole is quite a template for when it goes across to other countries as well and also our social family the farmers on instagram tiktok have really grown this year with 4700 instagram followers and 21,000 tiktok followers in terms of tiktok it's quite small but in terms of australian agriculture it's getting up there i'd say so and also with that We're starting off with a bang in 2022 with our very first partnership. Farms Vice Podcast is partnering with the APEN 22 Conference. It's the professional organisation for extension professionals working with people to enable change and innovation in primary industries, natural resource management and its communities. So it actually stands for Australasian Pacific Extension Network. With over 600 extension members right across Australia. So APEN goes off a few values of theirs that they roll out this extension network. Which we as a podcast agree with what we're trying to showcase as we go. Integrity. They consistently operate in authentic, honest and ethical manner. Collaboration. They work with others to achieve positive outcomes and within agriculture you can't not work with anyone at some point. Diversity including and representing a diverse range of people, industries and sectors. This is looking at other industries as well I see like I'm trying to push cross-sectored learning. You can really learn off what another person is doing in a totally different sector You don't have to just keep looking if you're a beef producer. Stop looking at all the other studs, commercial breeders. Go across and see how they're growing grass in the dairy industry or how they feed lot in the lamb industry as well. And the other two are professionalism, reliability, respect, accountability, competence within what you're doing and how this plays out in agriculture. It's a growing 
element to agriculture becoming more professional and recognized out there in the world for what our craft is it's actually not a trade it could be a trade later on down the track um which may be a route to go down to as well and connectedness is which is one the podcast actually connects to as well so bringing people and facilitating positive and productive relationships which is really driving home for the podcast so i really can't wait to get stuck into the apen 22 podcast episodes so listen out for those we will have one at the end of this week i believe and a few more coming out this month so if you are keen for apen 2022 conference it was meant to be in melbourne this year but it is soon since been changed to just be online only so if you want to go on there go to apen.org.au and you'll be able to find your conference ticket so that's it for our intro for 2022 welcome to series three we've got a very exciting episode coming up right now with joy mcclymont from off the track training Do you know, having a healthy business means that you need to be healthy as well. So I had a thought, why not get someone on that knows what they're talking about and that has gone through it herself. Living and working on a cattle station near Longreach, Queensland, she has rediscovered her love for fitness, but also delivering programs online. Don't worry, also buy facts for those not so tech savvy. She's really enabling and empowering those that may be feeling isolated with their goals and that they can't actually just leave the farm to go to the gym like they do in the city. Even if it's half an hour, an hour, the time that you can save at home or the hassle if you're a family, you have kids, it's a great way to keep fit, keep flexible within the times that you work within agriculture. We all know it can be difficult. So anyway, with that, let's get into the very first episode of 2022. Let's go. Joy McClymont, how are you going today? Good, thank you, Jack. Excellent to have you on the podcast to kick off 2022 season of podcasting about agriculture, improving farms across Australia, but also the individual that runs those farms. And then that's where you come in, keeping them fit and healthy at an arm's distance or at 100K, 1,000K distance as well. Let's just, let's dive in and see what you've done with yourself. But before we do, just tell us a little bit about your background and your connection to agriculture and how it landed you in your role now. Yeah, so stepping back, great question, and uh, thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited to be on this podcast particularly. Um, so I grew up in a small country town, Gundawindi, on the border between Queensland and New South Wales. Yep. <clears throat> we had a little bit of wheat and sheep going there, but not, not major. So that was probably my first sort of uh, experience with ag. Um, I always had a sporty background, so I was a sporty country kid and loved swimming and running and all of those things. And that continued as I went to uni in Armidale. Again, a bit of an ag focus, but I did teaching, um, surrounded by um, ag students, though. And, yeah, I continued doing sporty stuff and bossing people around in sporty stuff, netball teams and football teams and uh, a few triathlons on the side. 
And then when I went to um, my first teaching job, which actually was the Sunshine Coast, I was like a duck out of water, actually. I did not uh, <laughs> really fit the Sunny Coast mold. Yeah. Um, but I still enjoyed my time and did a lot of um, triathlon, got into triathlon training there. Um, went overseas and taught for a couple of years. And then on returning back into Australia, I met my husband, Paul, and um, basically moved here to the property. Um, I think that would be 15, 14 years ago now. So we've been on this property, um, you know, together working for the last um, 14 years and, you know, predominantly sheep and wool um, and a few cattle on the side um, over the years through lots of tough times, um, very dry times and a few really awesome years to make us know the difference between what's good, bad and ugly, yep. <laughs> just to keep us real. Um, and so, yeah, that's been my involvement in ag um, over the years, working alongside my husband, being involved in a family business here. And really, uh, I suppose, tuning into the, the challenges that go along with running a property, um, but also the people and the interactions, um, connections, the me time as a mum. I've got four children. They've all grown up here on the property. So I, was, I think I was pregnant and breastfeeding for about five years, first five years of my life. They're all jammed in a small space. So um, that was interesting. And that's, I think, was the start of when I when I established off the track training. So um, out of a need to feel a little bit like I needed some me time and to get my health and fitness back on track yeah. um, and merging it with our life. Yeah, absolutely. I think like merging it with your daily routine and not trying to change it up to be able to do it as well. But also for like being a UNE alumni, I think like UNE should start sponsoring me because you seem to come out of the cracks everywhere. I'm not actually trying to find UNE alumni, but it's good to know that you went to UNE as well. Yeah. And then the difficult question would be what college, but we don't need to start that battle quite yet. Starts with A. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, great to see your background of where you've come from and where you are and where it's led you with off-the-track training. Uh, just dive into that and tell us a little bit more about it and what it does for others that have signed up with you. Yeah. Um, Off-the-track training was born when my first child was born, <laughs> basically, out of a need to just feel a little bit like I had something else, um, a bit of energy, um, yep. a bit more me time. I just needed that little bit of escape to have something else that was about me. When you caught up with a very busy business, um, you know, a, a relationship and everything that's built around that business. And then you have a, a baby, which is great. But you just, as a mum, I particularly needed to feel like my old self a little bit. Yeah. needed to feel like I still could run. And so off the track training came out of the need of that and also our distance from town. So we're an hour and 20 from town, too far for me to bother travelling in to go for a run with somebody or to train at the gym or... And I felt quite um, disconnected with what fitness stuff was out there because it just didn't fit with how my life was run, all the equipment I had. You know, it didn't have any fussy equipment, no treadmills, no weights, no nothing. And so I started creating workouts for myself that were centred around the time I had available, the landscape I lived in, 
Yeah. Um, the routine that we had here and and what would serve me. And it really was a fuss-free sort of a sort of a program. And out of that, I built something called Joy's Fitness Hub, which is now where I host all those programs and workouts and and the community that goes along with connecting people in a similar situation and and with support and coaching. So it's not centered around me visiting people's homes. It's not centered around buying lots of different gear. It's not, it's not based around hour long workouts. Yeah. It's based around fitting in fitness with life and having an understanding for what's happening in your life that deserves priority, but also bumping your own personal health and well-being up on the to-do list as well as your family. So amongst this very busy agricultural landscape, we're we're missing a key element, which is to look after the people. And if we really understand how vital that is, we would feel okay about delegating a bit of 20-minute time to being fit or preparing some healthy meals and we'd get that back. So I think it's about just bumping it up on the to-do list and making it a bit of a priority and remembering the importance of how health is um, vital to be able to work as hard as we do to keep up with the challenges of, of ag. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people, especially agriculture, worry about the external things outside of their literal house. And once they come in, they finish work, so they don't want to do too much else. But if you move, as you said, the priorities around, you might be able to jumble that in there and get a few a few reps in there end of the day or early in the morning is a good one as well. So for as you started, how long have, have you been going for now? Uh, 13 years, but really, you know, a lot has changed in tech yep. over that time. So immediately, you know, originally I started phoning people. Um, I'd get people, to, you know, together on a teleconference. I'd boss them through a workout over the phone. <laughs> I've got photos and videos of me with headsets on and holding the, the phone out here with the cord. And then, you know, I used to fax people their programs because, like, emailing wasn't all that crash hot here 15 years ago. So, and then Facebook wasn't really a thing either. But now it is different. Um, I have like a, an online platform that hosts all my programs and an app that goes with that. We do lots of teleconferences, webinars, because, you know, this new age of tech, we actually have a lot more resources at hand to connect people. So it served our community really well to be able to do that because we can see a trainer, we can interact with the community in the hub we can deliver content easily and make it accessible. But I also still do old school. Like yep. I, I would never cut out the fact that um, I still print my programs in a workbook so that everybody still gets their, their workbooks because people love books and paper and everything that's digital in the program gets loaded on a USB and sent out to our members too because internet connection and um, stability is still a bit of an issue for rural and remote people and I don't want distance and isolation to be a factor in keeping them fit and healthy. Yeah, that's it. I think for agriculture, as you have done, within the time span you've been doing it, you've had to sort of drag your tail with the technology, keeping in the facts for people that still run the facts um, if they're not up to scratch too much with emails and everything like that. But there's two things that I like about what you're doing is I want to try to promote off-farm income. Yours is nearly off-farm, on-farm. 
Um, but yeah. a little bit of a thing that you can step away from the husband, the kids, um, and do your own thing that you like, which is probably fitness, keeping healthy, and then the other one's driving agriculture to be healthier within their daily jobs, and it will actually make it a little bit easier if you are healthy and not always coming home and sinking five beers after work or something like that, um, but just to promote a healthier lifestyle as well. It's always good to catch up with mates for a few beers, but, yeah, just get your priorities right with that. Yeah, definitely. So, I think um, you've hit the nail on the head. There is a couple of factors there. It is about um, just feeling like you're, you're doing something. I think everybody's looking for a bit of adventure. I yeah. think some lots of women particularly are wanting something separate from the demands of, of property or you know, as much as we love it, we also need to have this little side hustle that is just about us and, and it's exciting to do that and it's, it's also um, serves the rest of the people in your business and family really well. And I think that's something that we sometimes miss. We don't fill our own cup up first. We, we sort of just give and give. And if you can do a little bit of something on the side, whether it be fitness or a hobby or whatever, to, to just re-energise you, that pays back your family and business in space. It just, you know, it changes you and it changes your energy and enthusiasm for other things. Yeah, absolutely. Brightens and freshens up your, just your daily routine. I find, like, I go to the gym locally here in Dubbo, not every day um, as much as I'd like because farming gets in the way all the time. But mm. the days I do go, I'm not yelling at Dad so much and everything. Um, and the others around you could probably notice a little bit as well. Mm, definitely. I, my husband regularly sends me either for a sleep or a run, one of the two. Just, you know, you often one workout away from a good mood and it, fitness gives you that. It, that actually does. You're one meal away from being on the on straight and narrow with health. You're one workout away from turning things around. It can have such an immediate impact on your brain and body. Yeah, and if you can work it into your daily routine without going too far out from it, say run to the shed instead of it's 200 metres or whatever, instead of driving the car there three, two times a day, don't do it when it's 40 degrees during the day. But in the morning, if you need to go grab something from home or vice versa, it can work out a little bit like that, but also designating some time like what you would do with your clients. Mm, absolutely. So for farmers, why is it so important to keep fit and healthy, do you think? Well, it's important for everyone, not only yeah. farmers, but I think sometimes, and it actually has improved over the last 15 years since I've been talking to farmers, but um, originally it was like I worked hard enough, I shouldn't need to consciously exercise outside of that. And I think it's the perception of fitness a little bit and, and we've gone a little wrong with that. We've, we've made fitness seem like it's got to be a gym junkie, wear separate clothes, do these, you know, extreme workouts. We've, we've made fitness look like that. And I, I really want to challenge that because fitness is just about consciously moving your body in a different way to what you would normally, you know, with a higher heart rate or a different muscle group or a different load on your body. So Conscious exercise that is different from your normal, you know, way of functioning is why exercise works to improve your health. So, you know, if somebody's always, you know, 
got their heart. So, so for example, if somebody's always working at the heart rate is this level, walking around, drafting in the yards, mustering, whatever. It's not really challenging their body or putting any stress on it when they continue yep. at that level because your body adjusts what it's always done. It adjusts very quickly. So the way that conscious exercise works is that when you stress it slightly, um, like you stress a muscle by lifting a heavier load or you do more reps, you stress that muscle, it grows and develops and becomes stronger. And that's, and that's what we need to be able to maintain and improve our health. And, and where people go wrong is they try, they actually do the opposite. They downsize the, the stress on their body. They do less and less as they get older um, because they feel like they're not, you know, they're too old to do it or they're not, they're too busy. And that has a reverse effect to what we want because we want to stay active, stay strong, injury-free, illness-free. And to be able to do that, to be able to stay um, in the shape we're in and also work as hard as we do, we have to actually think about what our body needs and it does need a little stress in order to improve and maintain the muscle and the, and the bone and the energy and cardio fitness that we have. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you there um, with how important it is for farmers and all of agriculture to keep fit and healthy. Just so we can maintain, we're finding it pretty hard to retain workers and also attract. But if we're a little bit fit and healthier um, as people, as businesses as well, um, it is a great way to look into agriculture and say, hey, yeah, they are doing a pretty good job and can manage their time a little bit easier. So I can, I'll go work for this boss. He's pretty motivated with his fitness and I am too, or something like that. Um, it's just a. Yeah. And also, also too, Jack, um, you know, everybody has stressful times in business. And the one thing that people do is actually um, sometimes avoid the one thing that can actually help them. So the, the exact reason why you don't want to exercise during a stressful time is probably the exact reason why you should. So, we were in a dry stage for about 10 years up here and that's when we actually ramped up yep. our focus on, on health and fitness and my husband has a really good uh, something that he said to me one day after he went for a run. He said, you know, running, it just it's like running boundary, running the, the boundary of your property. You let out, let go of the bad stuff and you just focus on the good stuff, what's inside the paddock and outside the paddock and that's a really good way of, of explaining what exercise does to your headspace and mindset um, to be able to handle challenges in business. Yeah, definitely. It's that out of value that you think of, yeah, running will keep me fit, but will also keep you going for the next 12 hours and feeling motivated during your business, yeah. not yet yelling at your husband, your wife, your employees <laughs> and going that little bit nicer in the sheep or cattle yards, um, wherever you may be, what you do, it can have that further impact on it, which is what you're trying to get into, I suppose, with off-the-track training um, and just keeping that consistency, not just for six months, but for six years and more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the big turnarounds I had as a fitness trainer when I was, you know, training people for just, you know, eight-week periods and 12-week periods, you know, there's a boot camp sort of a philosophy where you get in there and you train hard and it just didn't merge. Yep. It didn't fit for people because it was too much sacrifice. It was yeah. like I had to find lots of time and it doesn't work for 
people in our situations in ag. So I really turned things around with off-the-track training and said, right, you know, I'm just going to give you two workouts to do that are 10 minutes long. You fit them in with your schedule. See what works for you and have some, be committed but flexible. And that's so important because our life, you know, it can be, you know, whatever, raining cats and dogs one day and dry the next or you could be called out for a muscle. You know, there's so many interruptions. So it's not as easy as having a set routine. And I think we all need to roll with the punches a little bit um, for our daily routine, how we fit in fitness with life, how we fit in that many time. That needs to be something we get better at, just being flexible but committed. Yeah, definitely. I can't see you'd be able to just get two farmers having the same timeline, um, let alone however many clients you have behind the doors there. So, yeah, it's something that is to create that flexibility for farmers. Also, agriculture can be flexible, but you'll never know when you'll be able to fit in your fitness routine, your little workout or run, whatever sort of type of training that you want to do. So it's great that it is the flexibility there as well, giving them the tools and probably the motivation more so to kick it in the butt. And yeah. now, now it's 2022, those New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I'm going to run... <laughs> three k's a week or whatever it may be yeah absolutely it sets a bit of a you know you you do have to take it step by step you have to be patient with progress um what i find is that a lot of people um start off well and then something happens um they might get injured they might must start mustering you know the kids might be doing something and it all gets too much and i think it's important to know that it's not a terrible or a failing if you fall off the wagon. It's actually all about just acknowledging that you have the amount of time you spend off the wagon and how you get back on. That's the only thing that matters because our motivation and commitment will go up and down with life all of the time. It's it's not about measuring your your progress and commitment over a 12-week period. It's about measuring it over a 12-year period or a 12-month period. So when you stretch things out, those little ebbs and flows of how we juggle life and fitting in fitness don't seem to be such a big deal because we're not, you know, limiting our time frame. And consistency always wins. So if you can look over the last 12 months and say, you know, I actually went to, I actually consciously exercised on average twice a week, which is way more than the average person actually does. Something is always better than nothing. So we need to stretch things out, look for the long-term stuff, see how it merges with life, roll with the punches of of ag and, and what we're dealt with. But keep on humming from there. Yeah, one hundred percent. So for yourself, what sort of reception have you received from your clients? And like, where are they? Are they out in the country? Are they east coast, west coast? <laughs> well, I actually have quite a few in your area. Some yep. hardcore committed hubbers. Um, lots of people from New South Wales. Lots of people from Central Queensland, the Northern Territory. A few in WA, Tassie. So all over um, the country and basically most are in living in isolated situations. But some are actually close to town. However, they prefer just to do the hub because we'll do the hub program because, again, um, they just like being able to fit in fitness with life that's not too fussy. And that's what I think that's the role that off-the-track training and, and the Joyce Fitness Hub sort of program has to offer. It, it allows you 
scope to be able to just merge merge it with what's going on. It's not too rigid um, and there's lots of variety. So you can pick and choose what you want depending on how life is rolling for you that day. Yes, you can be as tick and flick and particular as you like, but it also <laughs> lends itself to people that are the other way, which are a bit like me. Just I uh, feel like doing something, what am I going to do? Just pick something. But a lot of people like the, you know, yeah. to stick with the program as well. Yeah, programs can work in the very like early stages for going to the gym mm. or setting up your own sort of gym on farm. And leading into that is what sort of training on farm can we do with equipment or without any equipment, like just beginning yeah. the stages? Yeah. I always try and keep it simple. So I'll give you a simple little prescription. If you think about the four S's, strength, speed, stamina, and suppleness. And so when you're looking at your week or fortnight, have you done something for speed? Have you moved in a speedy way? It could be, you know, fast sprinting, running, walking, riding, um, whatever. Have you got your heart rate up above normal activity levels? That's the number one thing. Yep. Number two, stamina. Have you done something longer? Like have you maintained a higher heart rate for a longer period of time? So if you usually go for a 20-minute walk, have you tried going for a 30-minute walk or ride or run or whatever, swim, whatever it might be? Um, strength. You can use anything on a property. A bag of dog biscuits. I've used truck springs. We've got these big rocks on our place. We use them. Crowbars are great. Um, I mean, there's so much stuff in your scrap iron here that you could simulate any a piece of equipment. But when you think about strength, it's just about adding extra load to your muscles. So doing squats, push-ups, doing weighted squats instead of body weight squats, doing a few push-ups, um, doing some, you know, core holds or bridge holds, just loading up the muscle five more repetitions or seconds after the burn. So just do it until it burns and do five more after that. And that will actually really, you know, boost you in the strength department. Suppleness, this is where I think is a big factor for men particularly. Um, the flexibility, yoga, suppleness stuff that we do in the hub is absolutely where men just love because it stretches them out it alleviates all the tightness and the sore backs and i mean that suppleness flexibility side of things is really important if we're going to avoid injury and so men who predominantly have more muscle mass anyway get really tight really easily from doing hardly anything yep. which then causes them to avoid exercise because they already feel stiff yeah but movement and flexibility work really works for men. Um, they need to move in a good way to alleviate some of that stiffness and they need to really stretch. And so the supplement stuff is really important. So that's what I would start with, speed, strength, speed, um, stamina and suppleness. Use that as a bit of a criteria and do what you enjoy and do what your landscape allows you to do. If you've got a river, paddle or swim. If you've got some equipment, if you've got a bike, go for a bike, then do a walk. Mix it up because variety um, is exciting to do on your property. Yeah, definitely. And it keeps you going. If you, you don't want to be doing the same thing every day, each day for each workout, and it can sort of get the family along with it as well and do it as a little group, have your own sort of gym days and get into it like that. Mm -hmm. So we've got the 
the equipment that we can use? What sort of routines should we be looking for starting out or even as a more experienced sort of fitness guru? It depends on where you're starting from, but something is always better than nothing. So don't judge yourself too harshly or try and come in there and try and do one-hour workouts per day. Um, There's a couple of things that I suggest people do. One is the 2K a day, no more, no less. So do two kilometres of whatever cardio exercise you enjoy doing, no more and no less. So put an upper bound limit on it, only allowed to do 2K, and just see how you sit with that, do that for two weeks. Then merge in some of the strength work. So in our programs, we have a daily exercise. One exercise, you learn it, do it every day, and you just do one set. So you might do squats, as many as you can, one set, one one every day, one set per day. It does two things. It teaches you how to do a squat, but it also gets your habits going, you know, the small thing. And also it fires up all of those good muscles and puts a bit of load on them. So pick one strength exercise and just do it once to the max every day and then do the same with the stretch. Pick one muscle group, stretch it every day. And this is really how I developed the hub program is by creating small achievable exercises and workouts that progress over time and not just, you know, two weeks. They progress over six months. So they just ship away and and create a bank of things that you can do so they teach people a lot of different types of sessions and the sessions don't go for any longer than 10 or 20 minutes in the end. So it's time efficient, it's achievable and that's how you need to feel in order to establish a routine and a habit and a liking for it, an actual like, I'm looking forward to it because I can do it. There is nothing worse than somebody coming in and feeling completely overwhelmed and that's what turns people away from fitness. The workout's way too hard for them. It doesn't merge with life and it's too long. And so if it's full of fussy exercises and if it's over 40 minutes, even me as a fitness trainer goes, screw that. I'm not even going to do it. You know, like I've just become so, um, you know, used to doing wham-bam workouts that still give me all of the benefit without the fussy oh, three different exercises, 20 different pieces of equipment. So I think... If we can get back to the basics, people will feel like they're achieving and that builds and snowballs into them, you know, being committed and consistent. Absolutely. And it just empowers them to feel better and like they've got a control of what they're doing with themselves, with their business, their outside life where they go off to work and everything and when they come back as well and have family time as well. It's a great thing what you're doing, I think, Joy. So it's great to have you on Farms Wise podcast today. For, Thank you so much for having me, Jack. <laughs> for anyone listening out there, what would be one piece of farms advice that you would say that's helped you out along your journey? Um, oh, there's been so much. But I think um, knowing that the exact reason why you don't want to do something is the exact reason why you should. So if anybody you know, is avoiding doing something because they don't think it's the right time or the exact reason why you don't is often the exact reason why you should. So that's probably one of the the pieces of advice I could pass on. don't know if there's any connection to fitness um, for a a lot of people, but I have a, a real understanding that people avoid exercise because of life and how it's rolling, but it actually can be a really great saviour. 
for a lot of people. Definitely. And I think it rolls in to a fair few things there as well. But for your region of agriculture, your niche of what you're up to, who else would you like to hear on the Farmswise podcast and why? Ooh. Well, I just did an awesome region masterclass with Graham Reese and Fred Provenza. Uh, if you know either of those, Fred's in America. That was amazing. Yep. That got me seriously excited about observing the landscape and I actually created lots of, or I really witnessed a lot of similarities between the way we, we manage our land and animals and the way we manage our own body. So it needs a bit of stress and we need a bit of stress. It needs a rest and we need a rest. And so um, there were a lot of amazing correlations between the health of our mind and body and Regen Ag and they did cover that um, because Fred being the author of Nourishment. So I would like to see either of those two. <laughs> Some great, recommend- great recommendations. But for yourself, give yourself a plug of how people can find you, your social media or even sign up to Joy's Club. Yeah. No, it would be great to get as um, many people involved in our Joy's Fitness Hub community as possible. It's a really friendly place. Um, you could just uh, message me on, on Facebook, Joy McClymer. Yep. Or you go to my Off The Track Training page and message me there. Or you could go to um, offthetracktraining.com.au website and check it out there. And there'll be all the information on the hub. And I usually like to meet um, hub members and hear about where they're at so we can uh, make sure people are on the right path. So, yeah, it'd be great to meet some new uh, fit, friendly farmers. Beautiful. Great to have you on. We'll have, if you look down from your episode you're listening to now, we'll have all the show notes there that you can click away to see what Joy's up to as well. Thanks for coming on the FarmSwise podcast. That's all she wrote for the very first episode for Series 3 2022, kicking off with a bang and getting you onto a healthy start. You may have set a resolution to get fitter in 2022 and we're here to back that up both personally and for your agribusiness so if you did like this episode share it with your mates and also go to apple Podcasts and give us a review so that we can reach other australian farmers right across australia to improve their operation but until then keep on farming and we'll see you next tuesday deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.